Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys. And I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's Pharrell on the bench, coast to coast in the biggest way possible. Hanging out, a bad seat, a broken in a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad attitude, bad taste, bad law, bad dude, bad rap, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Pharrell Palacio right across the river and through the woods from where Granny stole my one bad again when she was drinking shots of JMO this weekend in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do be- All my friends that come around, thought to fuck the party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs up down, with a mess, it's tied to tatter, my brains are splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake it up. Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell with Carver High Mafia, LTN running it from Kansas City, Mo, home of the Chiefs, who got bent over by the Raiders yesterday, spanked and called Charlie. <laughs> That one's for you, Ty Stick. What up, kid? You tell Kevin the same thing, too. Calm down with those Chiefs. I got no time for none of this nonsense. After that second half performance. Anyway, uh, now everyone's mad at me at LTN. (laughs) You'll have that. Uh, Here we go. Birthday roll call today. Bodie Miller coming in at 43. Charlie Ward hits the big 5-0 going to the back nine. Nancy Kerrigan, 51. Leon Lett, no one will ever forget him at the one. Uh, 52 today. Sid Fernandez, 58 for Mets fans. Bob Miller, the legendary Kings broadcaster, 82. Tony Kubek, who was great as well broadcasting, 84. And uh, all I have to say is happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. Cousin Sal will join us in a few minutes to break down his gambling problem. We always have a lot of fun. We'll talk to him about all the games yesterday in pain day. Lakers win the NBA championship their 17th after a game six blowout win over the Heat. They were up by as much as 32. Jeannie Buss talking on the show today. AD's on the show. LeBron's on the show. And LeBron wins the finals MVP, his fourth MVP in the finals, his fourth championship. He says he has a lot of years left after his 17th season. The Lakers finish 57-0 and leading after three quarters this year. Danny Green talks about getting death threats after missing the wide open three at the end of game five. 
Now he's got another championship ring. Jimmy Butler says the Heat will be back. They all say that after they lose in the finals. Every team in sports, hockey, baseball, basketball, Final Four teams, they're always telling you they'll be back, and none of them go back, do they? The NBA title odds for next season will give them to you. I'm sure they'll be ridiculous. Porzingis has another knee surgery. Ty Lue scheduled to interview for the Rockets job this week. They've already interviewed John Lucas and Jeff Van Gundy. I mean, honestly, I would rather have an enema than hire either one of those guys. I cannot believe they're going to the well. John Lucas and and Jeff Van Gundy. I mean, honest to God. The Clippers are high on Mike Brown after he made a strong impression in his interview. <laughs> That's why he pulled the sheet over their eyes. He got him with the interview. Haven't we seen enough of Mike Brown? But he got him in the interview. What are they doing out in Lipstick City? You'd think Ballmer was smarter than that. Here, let's interview a guy that's had 15 jobs and see if he can fool us in the interview. And he did it, which is even better. Uh, can we get a call of beer for Mike Brown for pulling off the great interview? Uh, we welcome in all of our radio affiliates, Mighty or 1090 in San Diego. Near Tijuana, do you wanna? Check out Sports Good Radio overnights for on the bench, Sports Rage, Bagels and Bad Beats. Get on our YouTube page, subscribe free. See you tonight on the bench at 10 p.m. East. Uh, Clippers, uh, I just told you about Mike Brown. That's hilarious to me. The Rays take game one of the ALCS last night. It was a good game, two to one. Arena hits the home run for the Rays to tie it, and then they get an RBI uh, single to win it. Uh, Snell pitched five good innings. We'll hear from Kevin Cash. Game two getting set to go right now as we speak in San Diego at Petco. And Dodgers president Andrew Friedman says the Astros playing the victim is a curious strategy. It sure is. The Dodgers are starting Bueller and Kershaw games one and two. Dodgers match up great with the Braves everywhere except the bullpen. We'll talk about tonight's game one. Rather, uh, it is tonight. And we'll tell you what we think of who I'm going to take in that game tonight uh, between the Dodgers and Braves. The White Sox fire Rick Renteria after they get to the playoffs for the first time in years. Uh, the guy did a great job, and in honor of that, they fired him. And uh, Carver High is telling me they're going after A.J. Hinch. Hall of Famer Joe Morgan passes away at 77. I got to tell you real quick, uh, this is when I know I'm old at double nickels, when everyone I know from my childhood and my youth and my young adult years are all dead. I mean, that's when you really know you're getting old. When everyone that you watched and everyone you believed in, all your heroes are dead. I mean, it is just one after the next now. There's one every week. I mean, it is unbelievable. Joe Morgan passes away at 77. Come on. Who's in charge of dying up there? Can we get somebody to reverse course on some of these decisions? Can we get rid of some of the felons and criminals and bad people? Instead of all the legends like Joe Morgan, shouldn't be allowed. Jack Curry said he missed the postseason after getting COVID. I'm sure that really affected the Yankees' performance, not having Jack around. <laughs> Did you like that one, Carver? Huh? Clemson routes Miami. LSU loses to Missouri. AM beats Florida. We'll talk college football. And we got UFC stuff. We got Adam Kaplan on today's Coast to Coast. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. All right, Pharrell back on uh, Coast to Coast. Cousin Sal joins us now. You can follow him on uh, Twitter at the Cousin Sal, and his uh, tweets are uh, often and funny. Does that make sense? I think they're great. <laughs> they're very funny uh, tweets. He rarely does anything that isn't uh, catchy and, and uh, make you laugh. Anyway, Sal, uh, you weren't laughing uh, yesterday when you saw your quarterback break his ankle, and I saw it immediately when I when when he came. When he was sitting on his uh, keister, he had his foot up, and you could see that it was completely sideways. I've seen that before in basketball, and uh, I've seen it. You've seen it in sports and football. But you know when the guy's foot sideways, it's not good. And I knew that it was broken. Can you even believe that happened to him? I, you know what? In a way, I can't believe it. And then in a way, I can't believe it doesn't happen every fourth play. And especially like in basketball with guys stepping on each other's shoes all the time but that was my only hope that okay his foot is outside of his shoe for some reason or something but we knew that immediately to not be the case and it's very sad and you know I, I was listening to Romo comment on it and then you have the ex-coach uh say what you want about Garrett hovering over a fallen Dak and then they hard him away and he's crying it's as emotional as it gets for Cowboys fans but um and yet they still have a shot to win this division, right? Because Andy Dalton is at worst the second best quarterback in the NFC East. Yeah, I mean, so what was your initial reaction when you saw him come in and you knew that he was your quarterback for uh, better or worse, like a marriage now? Uh, you're locked in once you put that ring on the finger. But now what do you think right. of your prospects moving forward with him? I think the well, the Cowboys are like a minus one forty favorite still to win the division, according to FanDuel. I think just I feel like the dealer is holding a six. The dealer is the rest of the NFC East, and they're holding a six. And I have a fourteen, and I'm just gonna stay. I'm just gonna you know, if Andy Dalton does this thing with this three headed monster in offense, and add Cedric Wilson there too as a, a deep threat receiver, they could go eight and eight. The Eagles could go seven, eight and one, and that puts you right in the driver's seat. But of course, I'm uh, expecting the worst. <laughs> when you watch the uh, Eagles lose to the Steelers, is that like, uh, you know, going to the strip club for you pretty much? Like, are you enjoying that? <laughs> That's exactly it. It's like going and never leaving. Um, and you're a Steelers fan, so 
Uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about the Steelers' identity. Chase Claypool saved them. You know, what are they? Like, different from week to week. But who cares? You're 4-0, right? If by Thanksgiving you're, um, you know, 10-3 and or 9-3 and or something, what does it matter what this team is made of? You're in good shape. You happen to be, though, I think in the toughest division. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, there's like those top three teams have 12 wins, the Ravens and Browns, and the Steelers are playing the uh, Browns this week. Let's get an early lock from Sal. It's uh, Pittsburgh laying three and a half at Hines catch up against uh, the Browns. What do you think happens in that game? Do you think the Browns can beat them? Well, the Browns might beat them at home, but I think so. This game is in Pittsburgh. There's obviously a lot of bad blood from last year. I think they lay the smack down. I think this is where you get that back down to your true identity. The front seven gives Baker a fit. Baker's playing with busted up ribs as it is. So not going to be able to do as much, I don't think. I don't think we're going to see Kareem Hunt run wild as uh, we've seen him do against other teams. So I like the Steelers to win a low-scoring game right now. I would say like 20 to 14 right in there. Just kind of like hard-nosed AFC North old-school football. So I uh, I hit the Seahawks miracle win, and I had the Vikings in the seven. I middled it, so I, I was happy either way. What did you think of that game and how uh, Wilson brought it back? Could you even believe that uh, they got the ball back after the fourth down? I thought they should go for it. I'm not going to kill Zimmer, just like Gruden did the right thing, going for it, you know, against the Chiefs. Don't let Mahomes get it back. And for everyone who says, oh, we shouldn't go for it, you don't want to give Russell Wilson the ball back. Yeah, that's the point. Get a yard from running the ball. Madison had been running all over this team. Get a half a yard, get a yard, move the chains, and then you don't have to worry about Russell Wilson. He drove 94 yards. Of course, he would have been able to drive 75 yards if he kicked off to him up eight. I get the up eight thing, but he is just spectacular, Russell Wilson. He had a fourth and 10 he had to complete. He had a fourth and goal that he just got in there. And, uh, you know, Seattle's real. They're never really out of it. That was a nice win for you, taking the points, but taking Seattle on the money line. Uh, I don't see them going anywhere anytime soon. So what do you think of the uh, Chiefs after the Raiders uh, put that beating on them and had all those bombs over 40 yard, those big plays? Do you buy the Chiefs like everyone else has already penciled them in the Super Bowl and that they're going to repeat? I'm just not buying that. I know Mahomes is great. But I don't think the rest of that team's as great as everybody thinks they are. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's something missing. I don't know if they're looking ahead in the schedule to the bill. I don't know what they would do. First of all, teams shouldn't look ahead. Play every game like it's going to be your last because it might be with all these dumb COVID regulations and whatever's going on. Um, that said, the offensive line, we've seen it before, not great from Mahomes. He has to drop back a lot further. They had a guard yesterday that tore a tendon in his left and right knee on the same play. Like, it's insanity what's going on there. And I'm not sure that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is what they thought he was cracked up to be. He might you know, might not be a 20-carry back. I think he only had like 10 carries. So offensively, who, who would have thought offensively the Chiefs are not the juggernaut you thought? And the fact that, like you said, the Raiders go along. Nelson Aguilar, I thought, was out of the league like three years ago. These guys stepping up. Derek Carr had a very big game. So they're beatable for sure, the Chiefs. So the Falcons, uh, can you even believe that they lost again and then they finally fired everybody? They fired the coach, the GM. Uh, are you surprised that they – I mean, I thought for sure that they could get at least a, a win. I mean, my God, they just keep losing. Now it's to the point where I, I may not bet on them ever. I, I feel the same way. I think I said that probably three weeks ago and still went back with Atlanta every week. Pharrell, I had Atlanta. I had 
Matt Ryan over touchdown passes over one and a half. The guy is now 31 drives or something, offensive drives without a touchdown pass. He didn't do Dan Quinn any favors, but I guess it was time to let them go. Just a historic 28-3 collapse and a couple since then and 0-5. And, and what you and I don't know is about the clubhouse and the locker room and if a coach has lost the players, but it kind of seemed like there wasn't a lot of rallying behind Coach Quinn or the GM for that matter. And that makes two coaches and two GMs in a matter of like six days, right? So tell me what you thought of uh, this was the most surprising game of the day for me was watching the Dolphins just pound the Niners into submission. And I mean, what has happened to the 49ers and Jimmy G? He should go back with that porn star he hooked up with in Hollywood because maybe he'd start playing better again. That was when he was going to Super Bowls when he was hanging out with her. Because ever since he started going to church, everything everything went downhill. Yeah, or at least bring the porn star to church. I mean, maybe I guess he wants to be a nice guy. I don't know about that guaranteed contract. It's not a guaranteed contract. They'll lose a little there. But my God, I get the curse of the uh, losing Super Bowl team. But this is outrageous. Sure, they have like four guys out on defense, Bosa being one. But would you ever imagine that they weren't in a game at home against the Dolphins? They were out of that game forever. And it wasn't even like, you know, Mostert had 90 yards rushing, I think. I don't know what to make of this. This is a last-place team. They could end up in last in the NFC West. All right, uh, Sal, tonight, uh, a really good one, I think. Uh, Saints and Chargers, because Herbert's been in every game. What do you think happens tonight on Bourbon Street? I like him to keep it close. You know, Michael Thomas is out of the game. That's a huge deal for uh, Drew Brees. I don't think they score 40 points when he's not in the lineup. He, nobody else stretches the field like he does. He's beating up all his teammates. It's not good. You're not even supposed to be touching people in this day and age, and he's looking for fist fights. Uh, that said, Herbert, pretty, pretty calm. They've had a lot of injuries, too. They're a little bit like Atlanta West. They blow big leads. They've blown two in the last three weeks. They've blown double-digit leads. But I think they stay within a touchdown. I'm buying the extra half point. I'm going plus seven and a half with the Chargers. They could potentially win. I think they keep it close at least. I got 40 seconds, Sal. Uh, tomorrow, Bills and Titans. Before long, Sal, we're going to have football every night of the week, college and pro game, <laughs> eight days a week. And uh, who's taking Bills tomorrow night laying three and a half in Smashville? This is ridiculous. I'm taking the Bills. I don't know what this uh, Tennessee team looks like if they practice. The facility's been closed. They've been banging on the door for uh, – for weeks now, it's not open. I'll take the bills. At least you know what you're getting with them. All right, listen, uh, Sal, I got to run, but I'm glad you love Bill Burr's stand-up on uh, Saturday Night Live. I thought it was really funny. Everybody got all worked up over it, and I'm glad everyone got all worked up over it. Enjoy the game tonight, the game tomorrow, the game Wednesday, the game Thursday, the game Sunday, the game Monday. Uh, have a great week, Sal. Love you, bro. You too, pal. Talk to you Monday. I love sports uh, rage with Gabe Morenci. LeBron, I give you the respect. You're a great player. You won a championship with the Lakers and you're the Kobe pass. But it's amazing to me, unless we say that you're the greatest player of all time, somehow you have an attitude. The Sports Grid Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. 
I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I got to tell you, it really bothers me, uh, Cam, that the uh, all these heroes are dying, like uh, Gibson and Seaver and Whitey Ford. And I mean, now I, I think Whitey's way before any of our time, but Joe Morgan yeah. uh, was certainly not before my time and, and neither was Tom Seaver. Uh, and obviously, I know about all the others, but I, I, when I, I heard about Joe Morgan today, I almost fell over. It's just like, we're losing him every week now. Forget about every year. We're losing him every week. You said it, Scotty, and uh, that's the thing. Uh, we're not getting any uh, younger either. I know I'm watching. Joe Morgan was a guy uh, in broadcasting, too. You don't just remember him with the Big Red Machine, but ESPN Baseball always enjoyed the broadcast with Joe, and you said it. From all worlds of sport, every time I look, it's obituary time right now. 2020 just sucks. Like, let's put, let's call it out for what it is. This year's <laughs> not getting any better. Can we end it now? Cue my girlfriend and I. I remember at New Year's, hey, honey, 2020 to the best year ever. She goes, you're a meatball. It's the worst. I'm like, oh, Jeez, I mush the whole year. I mush everything, Scotty. It's my fault. Yeah, it's been a terrible year. I, I wish it was uh, New Year's Eve right now. We could get it over with. Me too. All right, uh, we'll talk to you next hour, Cam. Good stuff. You got uh, it, buddy. Lakers, Carver High, uh, win the title in a huge uh, Game 6 letdown, if you ask me. I thought the game was terrible. Uh, when it was uh, 30, 32 points. I was all over that uh, Viking Seattle game. And then yeah. I was watching the Rays game. They were both better than the Lakers win. Uh, there's no getting around it. I mean, the Lakers look fantastic. I won't deny that second quarter. It was over. Uh, they played great defense and they kicked their ass. But that was a terrible game six after such a great game five. Yeah, you're right, Scotty. It's a good thing that there were some other options on the TV last night, you did have the baseball game. You had the Vikings and the Seahawks, because let's be fair, by the end of the first quarter, you didn't have to watch this one anymore. I turned it back on at the end just to watch all the post-game celebrations right. that happened. Uh, but 106-93, I mean, it wasn't even that close. Uh, the Heat kind of uh, cut into that a little bit in the second half when nobody cared. Let's get into a little bit of the post-game stuff, Scotty. We start with Lakers owner Jeannie Buss, and she here she is on ABC talking about what an emotional year it was for the Lakers to end up on top with the title. And to Laker Nation, we have been through a, a heartbreaking tragedy with the loss of our beloved Kobe Bryant and Gianna. Let this trophy serve as a reminder of when we come together, believe in each other, incredible things can happen. Laker Nation, when it's safe, I look forward to celebrating with you. Until then, I will bring back the trophy to Los Angeles where it belongs. Yeah, I think it's uh, the coolest thing of all of it was that they really did win it for uh, Kobe Bryant. And 
Uh, I keep telling you on this show, uh, without a doubt, and on the Pharrell and Events radio show, is that this guy, LeBron James, any way you slice it, I am telling you, by the time he is done playing, first of all, he already owns every single record in playoff history. Everyone. The only thing he doesn't have is two more rings to tie Michael Jordan because he's already broken every one of Jordan's records. There is nothing Michael Jordan owns anymore in playoff uh, history because LeBron James owns everything. And he's number two. He's number one in every category except number two in assists. And I guarantee you in the next two years, that'll be his record too. He'll own every record in the history of the NBA in postseason play and glory. And if that doesn't make you the greatest player that ever lived, I don't know what will. It's people's love affair and fascination with Michael Jordan is uh, the difference. And that's not cutting the mustard for me. I think uh, LeBron James has already passed Michael Jordan, and I think he did it a while ago. In fact, if you ask me, he's already lapped him. I mean, honestly, what hasn't this guy done better than Michael Jordan besides not winning six? And that's about teams that he was on, if you ask me. It wasn't about player. If you're talking player to player, I think Michael Jordan's the most incredible player ever as well. But I think uh, LeBron James, like everyone else, He'd go right through Michael Jordan, right down his throat, and dunk in his face. And I got to tell you, if Allen Iverson can break Michael Jordan's ankles, what do you think LeBron James could do to him physically? I'm telling you, one guy's 6'8", 280, he means business, and the other guy was not that physical player. And if you ask me, uh, without a doubt, LeBron's the greatest player that's ever played basketball. We're going to get to LeBron in a moment because he did say something very interesting in that post. But first, Scotty, let's go to Anthony Davis. AD, of course, they brought him to L.A. to win a title with LeBron. He accomplishes that. Here he is, Scotty, happy to be a champion also on ABC. You can't even put it into words. To be out here and grind with these guys for a full 12 months, you know, been through a lot of ups and downs, a lot of arguments, a lot of tough moments. And to hear that home go off and we NBA champions, man, it's just a real feeling. I'm just happy it's with these guys. It's always special when you see a guy uh, get his first. And, and here's a big man that you knew would never get one in New Orleans. So he had to play with LeBron James to get it. I'm not sure if he wins it without LeBron James. I got to be honest with you. I think that Davis is an unstoppable force. I think the guy's incredible. He can do anything on a basketball court, but he couldn't win without LeBron James. And he had all kinds of talent around him. And everybody says, oh, New Orleans stinks. They didn't stink. Uh, they had him and they still couldn't win with him. But when he played with LeBron James, he could win. I guarantee you. I will bet anybody any amount of money. If there was no LeBron James on the Lakers and he played with the rest of those hacks on that team, and you can quote me on that, he wouldn't win the championship then either. They wouldn't have won it. And in fact, if they would have played Denver without LeBron James, Denver would have beat him. And everybody knows it. It's real simple why they win. It's LeBron James. That's why they won the championship. That's why he's the MVP. He made Davis better. Davis was never this good without him. And LeBron did win that finals MVP, Scotty, his fourth and the first player to win finals MVP with three different teams. Of course, he had won it with the Heat and with the Cavs before this. Let's hear from LeBron, Scotty, because you just said a lot of great stuff about him. Many people do, but LeBron still feels that he deserves a little bit of respect. Here's LeBron on ABC after the game. It means a lot. It means a lot to represent this franchise. 
Um, Jeannie, I told Jeannie when I came here that uh, I was going to put this franchise back in a position where it belongs. Um, her late great father did it for so many years, and she just, you know, took it on after that. And for me to be a part of such a historical franchise is uh, it's an unbelievable feeling, not only for myself, but for my teammates, for the organization, for the coaches, for the trainers, everybody that's here. We just want our respect. Rob wants his respect. Coach Vogel wants his respect. Our organization wants their respect. Laker Nation wants their respect. And I want my damn respect, too. I mean, those numbers that uh, we just showed you with the graphic on the screen that you were watching are so unbelievable. I mean, those are so staggering, those stats. I mean, what more do you need to know? There's nothing else that needs to be said. All you have to do is look at those stats we just put up for this guy. And, and you know what's funny about it is, is that he actually, when you're watching him, it doesn't even seem like that's happening. It doesn't seem like he's putting together those kinds of spreadsheets for his numbers every night and, and his burn and his minutes, uh, that he's doing all that scoring and rebounding and diming. It is so unbelievable that every night he's like on the verge of a triple-double and he does so many things and he coaches them and leads them and is the voice of reason on the team. No one else speaks. Vogel doesn't even talk. I mean, Vogel got that ring. He knows why he got the ring. Vogel knows. When it was over and Vogel was having a champagne and beer, he went in and did a presser, and all he could talk about was one thing, LeBron James. That's the only reason that guy, I got to be honest with you, he would never sniff an NBA championship trophy and a ring if it wasn't for LeBron James, Frank Vogel, Christ. Didn't we see him coach already? He couldn't coach his way out of a paper bag until he got LeBron James. Now he's a genius. He'll get any job he wants. Now, he can leave the Lakers and coach five more teams until he's 80 because he won a title. Meanwhile, LeBron won him the title, not the other way around. LeBron's the head coach of the Lakers. Let's be clear. LeBron also said, Scotty, that he has a lot of years left. Even after his 17th season in the NBA, LeBron still wants to win a couple of more, and he's going to have an opportunity to do that in L.A. the next couple of years. How about this stat, Scotty? The Lakers finished the season 57-0 and when leading after three quarters. They did not blow one fourth-quarter lead going into it the entire season. That's pretty crazy uh, when you think about it. Danny Green said he received death threats after the game five minutes. Good news for Danny is everybody sent him flowers this morning after they won, so he's just fine now. Jimmy Butler says that the Heat, Scotty, are going to be back. We'll see about that because I give to you now, Scotty, already. We have to start getting ready for it, right? The odds for next season to win the, the NBA Clippers. titles <laughs> and the Clippers are number two after the Lakers. The Clippers. Uh, now, there's two, the Clippers. there's two teams on this list, Scotty, to look at. And and you just have to zero in. 13 to 1, the Nets, because the Nets are going to have, of course, Durant, Kyrie, and, and their whole crew back together. And the other one for me, and I, I'm already looking to put the bet in, Scotty, is the Warriors at 14 I already to know one. Because you know they're you're, they're coming on the revenge tour next year. You know it. Curry, Clay, uh, whoever they add in the draft, uh, Kerr, all of them. I think the Warriors are going to be back next year. There you go. Uh, but it, it, that that list is so laughable. The Clippers and Bucks. Uh, can we just stop already with the Clippers and Bucks? I mean, honestly. Well, speaking of the Clippers, Scotty, uh, just so you know, they are very high on Mike Brown. You mentioned it at the top, so Mike Brown in the mix for the Clipper job. Ty Lue talked to the Rockets. Saturday Night Live. And 
And Porzingis had his knee surgery. Who knows? He's is he even gonna, he probably won't even play for the Mavericks next year, Scotty. You would think so. That's a tough blow for them going into next year. Oh no, I don't believe that. I, I don't think his uh, surgery was that big of a deal. This surgery, I just know now. Uh, that both of his knees are shot, and he's the toothpick man, and he reminds me of a Manu Bull. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Radio and on the SportsGrid Network. All right, Pharrell, back on Coast to Coast. I hit the Rays last night, uh, Carver High, uh, in that 2-1 win. But I actually bet on the Astros today, and they're losing already after a uh, Margot. Didn't you say he's the one that hit it? Uh, Yes, Manuel Margot. Big three-run blast over the center field wall. Gives the Rays a 3-0 lead here in game two. So not a good start for the Astros, Scotty. Not at all. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, it's funny. Everyone's talking about uh, how they're playing this uh, woe is me card. Uh, yeah. Are there, you know, revenge and all that uh, haters and critics? And I mean, it's pathetic because they dug their own grave. I mean, you got to lie in it, right? No. You made your bed. I mean, bottom line is they they cheated. And what they want is these uh, millionaires. They want uh, everyone to just forget about it. And you know what they really got was a season without any abuse at all in the 60-gamer with no fans and no media, really. No one ever attacked them at all. It was spring training where they got the abuse, and they didn't handle it well at all. And then you're telling me that when you got off the hook the entire season and nobody bothered you at all, now you start crying about how everybody's out to get you? I mean, they really are. The most pathetic organization I think I've ever seen, like the way they've handled the cheating scandal. I mean, like, it's so funny because their owner plays like, you know, we won the World Series fair and square. We deserve this. We've earned this. And, uh, you know, now they're still complaining about people giving them the business. Meanwhile, uh, they deserve it. They did it. It's like, it's unbelievable to me. Someone that commits the crime and then they want everybody to feel sorry for them. Like, it really is backward-ass, isn't it? Like, shut up and just stop with all the nonsense and just play baseball. I wouldn't have a problem with them if they just went out and played ball and shut their mouths. The problem is they keep opening their mouths and talking about it. That's the problem. We'll keep an eye on it. You're absolutely right. Uh, They've got a little something cooking now, Scotty, here in the top of the second. They actually just got hurt. It was a ground rule double. If that ball bounces off the wall, the Astros probably get a run in. But instead, it's now going to be second and third, two out here in the second. They're going to look to get something done against Morton. Let's go back to last night quickly, Scotty. Like we said, the Rays take game one. Really strong pitching performance from Blake Snell. Arozarena continues to rake. He hit a solo homer. Zanino had the go-ahead run with an RBI single. Let's hear from Kevin Cash. They also turned a huge double play in the ninth inning with Castillo on the mound to get it done. Here's uh, manager Kevin Cash talking about it, Scotty. It's amazing those tight ball games, what it comes down to, and just your simple PFP play that you practice basically in spring training only comes up and helps us win the ball game. Uh, great play by Bross. Didn't panic to give him a nice flip with Diego on the run. 
Uh, Diego, though, you know, he's about as athletic as any pitcher that we have. You watch him shag, and he can he can move and adjust his body pretty good. Listen, I don't know about anything else, but I just saw this guy Margot make the most unbelievable catch in right field uh, in this game on a foul ball. He caught the ball and flipped literally over the wall and crashed into cement and everything else and held the ball on a Springer foul ball with runners at second and third. And Margot, they're checking on him to see if he's injured because he did a full body flip. Wow. He's checking his knee. What a catch this guy just made in foul territory. Unbelievable. Like Jeter's catch when he crashed into the seats. Uh, the guy just made the most amazing grab you've ever seen. Yeah, and he was fighting the sun pretty badly, Scotty. Like you could see him. He had the glove up, and he didn't really know where right. he was. Because you got to remember, they're playing it. Uh, one in the afternoon in San Diego today. So the sun is out. It is bright. Um, pretty cool to see. So like, like we said, game two going on right now. McCullers against Morton. Uh, Astros were, uh, I believe, Rays were a slight favorite today. Minus 122, Scotty, with Morton on the mound. 3-1 uh, over under was 8. 3 uh, nothing game right now. And the A's are, uh, the Rays, I should say, are going to go and hit in the bottom of the second. A game one in the NL, Scotty, tonight. Uh, we've got the L.A. Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves. They are going to be playing in Arlington. Walker Bueller, Bueller is going to start game one for the Dodgers, and it'll be Max Freed against the uh, them for the uh, Braves. What do you think here tonight? Game one down in Arlington, Scotty. Well, I know that uh, you're all over the Dodgers. You, you said to me that you, you got a ticket for the Dodgers to win the whole kit and caboodle. I actually am not that advanced as you. Uh, you're very good at prop bets and all kinds of futures and all this other nonsense. Here's what I do. Uh, I bet on tonight's game. And tonight I'm taking Freed in an upset over Bueller. And I'll tell you why I'm taking him. Uh, because I think uh, – I watched Bueller pitch uh, last week, and I was not impressed with Walker Bueller at all. And now he'll probably win tonight 5 nothing as I say that. But the reality is you saw him pitch – he didn't have good stuff at all, and Max Freed has been great for two months, and he was great in the series with uh, the Reds. It didn't matter who they played. Uh, he has looked fantastic. I'm going to take the upset and the big money line uh, number on the Braves tonight. I think the Dodgers are better than the Braves, barely. Uh, I know everyone thinks the Dodgers are this juggernaut. Well, if that were the truth— then how come all I have to do is say 1988? I mean, they remind me of the Toronto Maple Leafs. They never get it done. And then, you know, all we ever hear about is how great the Dodgers are, how great they are at failing, how great they are at choking, how great they are at blowing playoff series, how great they are at losing. All I know is they never get it done, ever. So let's just face reality. The Braves are playing great baseball right now. They're not afraid of them any more than Tampa's afraid of the Yankees. Can you imagine that people still think the Yankees are better than the Tampa Bay Rays? I mean, the Rays actually spit them out like sunflower seeds. That's how easy the Rays the last two years have beaten the Yankees. And they did it to them again. And I'm supposed to buy into the Los Angeles Dodgers because they've won eight division titles in a row. You know what they are? They're the Braves that won 14 in a row and only won one World Series. At least the Braves won a World Series. The Dodgers have won eight in a row and they've got nothing to show for it at all. Boom. Period. How do you like me now? 
I don't care what anybody out there thinks of me. You can kiss my ass. You know it's true, too, you drunk fat asses. Your team never wins, and that's all there is to it. Your team's as bad as the Yankees. So have that tequila sunrise. How's that taste? You want some more salt? We'll see if maybe this is the year that the Dodgers get their one uh, like the Braves got in the mid-90s. Maybe this will be the year for the Dodgers, Scotty. We'll find out. Uh, game one tonight. Uh, other stuff in baseball. Were you surprised to see uh, Rick Renteria get fired by the White Sox after leading them to their first playoff appearance in years? And then uh, now we said it. We were on here on Coast to Coast the day they were playing Oakland in that game five and we thought he did a terrible job with the pitching staff and going in and out, bringing guys in in that game five. Uh, he gets the ax today from the White Sox. You know, I agree with you. I thought that was uh, poorly managed, that game in particular, with the six changes in, in two innings. But I cannot judge a guy on uh, the merits of that over what he did uh, as – running the White Sox and bringing them back to prominence and getting them to believe in themselves and win and make the playoffs and have a great season. I just don't understand how you fire a guy that is that successful uh, and then hire a guy that's coming out of federal prison. Uh, they're going to hire A.J. Hinch. You're telling me is the rumor that's going around. Now, Cora and Hinch are felons where I come from. They're both cheaters. <laughs> and they're and, and honestly, they were so in on it together, it's not even funny because Cora was with Hinch doing it when it all started. And then Cora took his cheating ways up to Boston and cheated while he was there too. And then these two guys are the hottest commodity in sports. Two guys that, let me be clear, cheated their way to glory. They cheated their way to titles. It is so embarrassing to me that you're going to hire a guy that cheats that's a liar. And the only reason that they got that they admit anything is because they got busted because of a whistleblower. And they, they would have never come up with it. They would have never admitted it, ever. No one ever admits anything until they're busted. And so you're going to hire a guy that's a cheating liar over a guy that worked his ass off and won. That makes no sense to me at all. You know, I got to start doing more criminal activity in my life. Carver High and I have had some conversations off air on the phone the other day. He told me, you know, we really should start getting into some real felony stuff. Maybe some bank robberies. Maybe, uh, you know, some hires hidden murder for hire we could get into a little murder for hire action maybe we could run a cocaine empire in bolivia and in central america and in the and in the southern states of the americas i mean we could have what could we do uh how about some we could have some uh you know start selling women could we do that could we could we have a little brothel going maybe we could uh, what about heroin could we get into that business what could we do to how about car thieves we could start stealing cars and selling them over to eastern europe and we'll make millions and then how about we do some casino theft we'll rob a casino maybe we could rob a new casino in downtown las vegas we have some friends there and then maybe if we commit enough crimes and felonies and murders We'll get hired to manage the Chicago White Sox or any other prominent jobs in media or broadcasting because they love hiring felons now in television and radio. The more you commit crimes, the more you make money, and the more you get promoted in life. 
It's not if you're a good person anymore. It's if you're a creep and a felon and a thief and a liar that gets you promoted in this world we live in now. Crazy this 2020. It's kooky stuff. Where do I sign up to commit more felonies and see if I can get promoted in life? Well, that was one of my best rants ever when you think about it. Can we just think about it for a second? Hold on a second. We can think about it. I'll think about it. But, you know, you weren't supposed to bring that conversation on the air. We had that on the phone. You weren't supposed to talk about it here. But, yes, uh, one of your best. No I can talk about there. some other news of yours if you want. I could bring up some other no, stories no, of yours. No, that no, 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 no. We, we can talk about that some other things if you want me to release no, some cats no, out of the no. bag. We'll, re- we'll leave that for another day. Uh, another day, maybe this week or next, we'll get into that. We don't need to do that today. Um, you mentioned it with Cam. Uh, Hall of Famer Joe Morgan passes away at 77. Our best two Yankee broadcaster, Jack Curry. Uh, he missed the postseason after getting COVID. We love Jack up there in North Jersey, so hopefully Jack's doing well. Uh, Who cares? How about some college Who football? Some it? college football here for you now, Scott. Who cares about I've got him? a couple good ones. Right, i got a couple good ones for you. Clemson routes Miami. Uh, once again, the U just when they face Clemson and you think the U is back, uh, Clemson wants to know, I guess you could say. It's automatic what happens there. LSU uh, lost to Missouri. Uh, awful job by them. Texas A&M beat Florida 41-38. Quickly, let's hear Florida coach Dan Mullen, Scotty, because as you know, they're allowed to have as many people as they want in the swamp this Saturday for the LSU game. Let's listen to Dan. Great day of football. Great atmosphere out there. Uh, crowd was certainly a factor in the game. I will certainly say that. I know our governor passed that rule, so certainly, hopefully, the university administration decides to let us pack the swamp for LSU next week. 100%, because that crowd was a major factor in the game. And so I certainly hope our university administration follows the governor. Our governor has passed a rule that we're allowed to pack the swamp. We have 90,000 in the swamp to give us that home field advantage that Texas A&M has. I got to tell you, that ma- that governor is a gigantic male organ. What a genius this guy is. I mean, honestly, like, where do they find these people? Honestly, how do you become the governor of Florida and be that stupid, actually? I mean, honestly, like, at some point, does anyone ever ask, how can we find any dumber people to run our country and to run our states? I mean, honestly, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to quit working here and I'm going to become a politician and I'm going to be a thief and a liar. And I am just going to make so much G damn money. And I'm going to be so famous and I'm going to sleep with a hundred women a week. And I am just going to be the worst person ever. And I believe I'll be sitting next to Jesus in heaven soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Program every single day on FNTSY Radio and on the SportsGrid Network. All right, Pharrell, back on Coast to Coast. Carver High, what would you think of that uh, Alabama uh, win? Uh, they look pretty good over Ole Miss. They put up 63. Najee Harris went off. 
Yeah, he did. Uh, 200 yards, five touchdowns. I thought their defense could use a little work, Scotty. That's for sure. Saban, of course, after the game, it's never him, right? It's never their team. It's I wonder if Ole Miss knew that they were, you know, their defensive signals. Like, there's got to be some kind of conspiracy because Alabama gave up 48 points uh, to Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. So we'll see how he does this week. They're going to play Georgia. Uh, Georgia pulled away from Tennessee in the second half. Nice job by them between the hedges. Did you see the kids squirt in the water? on the quarterback when he came uh, on the sidelines and Kirby wasn't happy with it uh, after the game. Kirby kind of gave the kid the business. Uh, they're going to they're gonna need to clean it up for this week, Scotty. That is a big one. Georgia never beats Alabama. I'm sure we'll talk about it all week, uh, but I can't wait to see him lose again. <laughs> well, that game's in Tuscaloosa, so uh, and I think Georgia has no chance there. I mean, that's my initial reaction right out of the gates. Uh, that might change throughout the week, but – I don't see them going there and winning. Uh, no one goes there and wins. Let's take a look at the new top 25. While we do, uh, I'll tell you about some other things that did happen. Uh, Clemson's still number one. Alabama and Georgia, like we said, they play this week two against three. North Carolina, Scotty, in the top five. They beat Virginia Tech. Nice job by them Saturday. Auburn beat Arkansas after Bo Nix spike was ruled intentional grounding, not a fumble. That was a bizarre play. How about Mike Leach uh, with Mississippi State? They lose to Kentucky. They scored two points. Uh, here was Leach after the game. Uh, the, the roster may need to be purged of malcontent. Uh, gee, Scotty, what a difference three weeks makes for Mike Leach and Mississippi State. Yeah, well, you know, I thought that game uh, with Costello where they beat LSU was the most unbelievable thing I think I've ever seen uh, against an LSU team. And then to see where they've gone since is uh, it's a drastic fall from grace. I can't believe what's happened to him. And he's basically saying he's got players that play there that he wants to get rid of. It's not going to be easy in Starkville. We know that. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.